Hey everyone, welcome to uh, ooh, Smash Trivia. I'm your host, Smash Trivia John. Uh, on though for this podcast, you'll, uh, you'll hear me referred to as Smashy. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Instagram, and TikTok by searching Smash Trivia to follow everything happening with me. I'll be the one with the big old green head in the profile picture. I'm so excited to get into this. This is the Gamma Analysis. Basically, in this series, I'm going to review everything Hulk, all the movies and TV shows. Hope you enjoy. Smash Trivia presents the Gamma Analysis. I want to ask everyone listening if they could please do sign for me. Please share the hell of this podcast with all your friends. For this episode, I'm reviewing an episode of Fantastic Four, World's Greatest Heroes, that features the Hulk that's called Hard Knocks. I'd like to take a moment to say that Smash Trivia now has a Patreon, so please check that out. We have some fantastic extra content on there that I bet you'll love. The tiers are as follows. $1 a month is Hulk Hollow for a dollar. $3 a month is the reading room with Hulky and Shulky. And $5 a month is Smashing the TV. I'm joined today by Mad Trivia John of the Mad Trivia Podcast, a podcast you guys should definitely be listening to because it is a super fun time. I actually appeared on his first episode of that. Uh, how are you doing, John? Oh, I'm doing fantastic, Smashy John. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, uh, and we're also uh, here with Bala from Twitter, who's uh, who they're at on Twitter is Big Bala and uh, Big Bala Brand Twenty Four. How's it going? Happy to be here, Smashy. All right, thank you for coming on. Uh, on, I'm so excited to be able to talk about this episode with you guys. Uh, eyes, all right, and uh, and our Hawkahol for a dollar. We have uh, Derek Sager, Gabriel Floral, and film critter. And I have a trivia question for the two of you: What villain did the team face in the very first issue of the Fantastic Four? Moment. Mole I think man. it was Mole Man. That sounds right. All right. Well, uh, I'll, I will reveal if the two of you got that correct at the end of the episode. Uh, Od, all right. So let's get into this review. So, uh, oh, first off, I want to say this this is probably one of the first things I've seen in years, uh, years of Fantastic Four. And it really got me nostalgic uh, for my childhood. And I, I so I really enjoyed that uh, and it makes me even more excited for when they come to the mcu how uh, how, uh what would um how does it make you guys feel uh, uh watching this well you can go ahead okay i, I was like oh who want to go first but yeah. i definitely did make me nostalgic because the fantastic four was one of those um tv shows i saw growing up on nickelodeon and every episode made me not only invested in the, like, the characters, but also just the Marvel Universe as a whole, which is kind of fitting because the Fantastic Four was the first comic where you got to see all the big characters. Like, if their comic wasn't doing well or if they wanted to really showcase the craziness of the world outside your window, it was obviously the Fantastic Four, the Hulk, Black Panther, um, the Avengers, Spider-Man, all these characters... The Fantastic Fours were just the big guns and they're like A-list celebrities. So seeing like characters like the Hulk, Iron Man, Ant-Man, or in this episode, just like the Hulk and all the craziness, it made me really understand and just bear it in. I think this was what made me invest in, say, the Incredible Hulk TV show or when the movie was coming out in that movie. So I'm really grateful for it. It knew how to really sell the structure well. Nice. As for me, I mean, I got to be honest, I'd never actually watched this show before the 
the animation style is definitely a departure from what I recognize the Fantastic Four to be. Um, it just it was like kind of like I guess you could say oddly modern, mm-hmm. but it definitely gave me the desire to get Reed and Sue and Johnny and Ben into the MCU for sure. One thing particularly to me that uh, that watching this episode really made me feel is like I kind of wish that uh, I wish that when they joined the MCU, it's not it wasn't uh, if it I kind of wish it weren't a movie. I kind of wish it were a TV show because uh, so that we could actually get to see the uh, Fantastic Four's day to day life life in live action. And not just have to be the uh, have to be, um, one two hour film of uh, um of a big storyline. Uh, I I kind of wish we could get really get to know these characters with the TV show oh, on Disney Plus. Yeah, I think that's this whole thing about the whole um concept of like now streaming TV shows and everything because it's just like it's more consumable but at the same time you get more time to with the characters you get to see like different kind of aspects of their life so it's kind of and you see some people complain about the whole eight episodes is not enough or 13 episodes is kind of too much because you don't know what to do it so it's always every kind of format has mm-hmm. its up pros and cons and one thing i wanted to point out was that's going back to um trivia john's kind of point is I think during that time it was really heavy with the animation, like anime style, like animation, because the Batman Legion superheroes, Teen Titans, always trying to follow a similar format. So I think it's really kind of prevailing of this time. So it'll be interesting to see how MCU would handle like the Fantastic Four with it coming out what 2023, 2024, I think. I think it. I think uh, it's 25 think it's, now. But yeah, I think it might be. Might be. February 2025 coming out just a few yeah, months supposed before to come out. King Dynasty. Secret Wars. I thought it was before Secret Wars. No, it's before King Dynasty, I believe. Okay. So yeah. they, is it oh maybe it's in between. Okay. So it's definitely gonna be interesting to see how like because everyone has their own idea of how the Fantastic Four should be brought and whether it should be okay. They were around since the 60s, where there's a new group. Because we're talking about the Marvel's first premier super team. So everyone has odds on it, especially after the whole Fox's like two tries and Roger Corman's like one try. So it's no pressure, but a lot of pressure, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's kind I, mean, of I still haven't seen Fan Four Sticks. So you're not missing much. You're not. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh. I, I kind of feel like that's uh, that's the case with a lot of characters if they have had a previous incarnation in another series. Uh, is like, um, I think you're. Uh, I think that it's. Uh, I think it's going to be hard for uh, Ard, um, when the Blade film uh, um comes out uh, for the MCU because you because uh, you have uh, uh, there's there's going to be two groups of fans uh, ants for that and you're not going to be able to please both. One group of fans is going to want it to be uh, it to be um, a dark as hell serious story, and then you'll have uh, but you also now uh, but you also because of the, the Wesley Snipes films, you have a uh, have a group of fans that are going to want it to be campy as hell, 
and so you're it's going uh, so it's going to be i think it's going to be very hard for them to get a good balance for uh, ounce to please a lot uh, at least most people for the blade film for sure right and that's the thing about the superhero boom era we're in everyone has an idea because everyone we're talking about characters who've been around for what decades almost a centuries of years with so many different writers artists and like adaption so it's just like there's no right well there is a wrong way to do it but there's no particularly right way yeah. to do it too oh yeah. Um, yeah yeah i agree so uh oh going back to this uh this uh, particular episode so um i uh, and this is uh, this is um more so to uh, talk about uh, just this series as a whole but i really like the dynamic of this fantastic four team uh i aim in this iteration of them i think it, uh, i think they are, have they really do feel like family oh agreed like i yeah see each one has their um dynamic how they play off each other johnny being the kind of not airhead but just the like slick talking youngster yeah. reed being the intelligent and kind of rational one Ben being the heart of the team, Sue being the mother figure, like they really bounce off each other well. So it's always fun when you have like a new dynamic in like Bruce Banner. And especially because it was a tie-in with the like Fantastic Four movie in 2005. So it's just like finding that kind of merging and balance between the comics, Ultimate and 616 and the Fantastic Four movie. Mm-hmm. I think they found a like, when I said like, oh, there's a right wrong, this this show really had the right way of like handling the characters. Oh yeah. Uh, one thing I uh, one thing I don't know how I feel about. Uh, and I know this is something uh, I some iterations of Fantastic Four in the comics have, but I'm I'm not a terribly big fan of um, Human Torch's hair in this. Same, same. I've same. It was the first thing I noticed. I find it so ridiculous his hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I was thinking of um Greg Langs because he had this whole like teenage boy band and it was just is just like overly spiky just like dang he too much hair gel he looked like he was trying to be a super saiyan and, then, uh, and another design that was uh, that I I I don't necessarily not like it but I, it's definitely not my favorite design we've gotten is the design for the Hulk I no. I'm. I'm not. Uh, I, to me, it kind of feels too much of a, a, a kind of feeling of like a mix of Frankenstein's monster and a zombie. The uh, a to me, <laughs> uh, in a way. Uh, a, does that make sense? I, I, yeah. To me, he looked like the original rendition of the Hulk. Uh, yeah, I was about to say. I think this like is the my... original comic book. Yeah. Sorry. Oh. No, you're you're fine because I was about to agree. Like, I think this is one of my favorite like Hulk designs because it feels like the Jack Kirby giant Frankenstein monster times ten. Like, you can see that like enlarged forehead, just the bulky. Like, he looks like an inhuman creature tonight, and I think that's why I kind of whenever I draw the Hulk or see a Hulk, it's kind of like my idea of what the Hulk should be. Just yeah. Yeah, I understand yeah. where you're coming from because which, is, uh, which it, that's absolutely fine. I'm not. Uh, I'm definitely not saying it should, uh, that everyone should share my opinion. I I just that's just 
to me, that's not uh, exactly how I've uh, I've always kind of seen the Hulk of, of how I uh, I particularly want him to look. But that's uh, but it's very much opinionated thing. It's not, there's no right or wrong answer for this. Of course, like and everyone has the idea of like what the Hulk should look like. So it's not like damn your opinion's wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah, I see where you're coming from. It's just when you come to the Hulk, I always like that kind of um giant immortal hulk the yeah kirby um first avenger style look. Oh. So. Mm-hmm. the immortal hulk is such a, a a unique look and he is definitely a favorite of mine like, I, you know, one thing that i particularly think that got perfect in this is the uh, is um the uh, uh the conversations between hulk and the thing it's so fun uh, on that oh, yeah. and then and them fighting it it feels so perfectly about how how it should be between them yeah i agree 100 percent. that's that's I their really, dynamic i really hope at some point i i know it'd be hard for uh, art for it probably end up happening because there's so many characters people want to see interact uh, act and they're never probably going to be able to get to all of them in live action but I really want to see a fight between uh, and the thing and the Hulk in live action. That would be so fun. Yeah. Secret Wars, baby. Secret, Secret Wars, Wars, baby. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah. Yes, I'm. I'm. I'm here for the whole Secret Wars Hulk thing, and yeah, not just even Hulk and the thing, but like Bruce Banner, Reed Richards having oh, a yeah. new guys, bros kind of dynamic. Yes. Like, yeah, the only thing that sucks is we won't get it with Henry Pym and Tony Stark. Yeah, you know, I think uh, the science bros sort of thing, uh, thing between uh, and Bruce and Eos uh, and Reed. I think it's gonna be uh, uh, a even. Uh, this is one situation where I think actually is kind of good. How the current uh, iteration of Hulk that we have in the MCU, I think that'll be uh, it'll be really fun dynamic to have the uh, have the maybe Reed and this big giant bruce uh-oh so he's uh he's interacting with oh yeah like seeing the she-hulk episode like the first one especially with like science bruce it's oh, not yeah. particularly professor but it's just like okay he's learned his lesson he still kind of views the hulk as a monster but it's kind of essential the incredible hulk like a monster he can use for good <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing i don't think they explain in the episode uh uh and Bala, I I think you've seen most of the series, so you might I might know the answer. But um, who was the uh, villain in this episode working for? Okay, so that's a interesting kind of lore because everyone has their own opinion since they never kind of dove into it in later episodes. So a lot of people are saying it's the leader, just okay. because of the way they hinted at it and kind of some little like points. But most kind of opinions are leader because General Ross. It seems like obvious because the whole military style, but it feels more cool. black opsy. I I for most of the episode I thought General Ross, but then they uh, then um at the end of the episode General <laughs> Ross appears and uh, airs and Reed says, "Well, I know who you don't work for," so I, which I'm guessing he was alluding to Ross there. Yeah. <laughs> No, because a big kind of um rumor was just like, oh, it's the leader. It's definitely the leader. And it's just like, uh-huh. that's one of those things I hated about that fact that they never got season two. Because I feel like 
if they had a chance, they would have went deeper into it. Uh, I really, uh, I would not mind if they uh, if they tried at some point, sort of like what they're uh, they're planning on doing with X Men '97. I wouldn't mind if they were to try and bring this back on Disney Plus, this animated series. And uh, I think it would be really fun if they if um Disney Plus brought back a bunch of a bunch of animated series from Marvel that people enjoyed. Uh, oh, it, to, just to give uh, some nostalgia for people. Oh, definitely. Like X Men like, Evolution, Spectacular Spider Man. Like, I would be here for oh, that. Yeah. There's so many good uh, uh, animated series, and, and we need uh, we need to have a new uh, ooh, Hulk animated series. Agree. Agree. And Deadpool animated series would be great too. Oh, yeah. They, yes. I'm I'm still so hopeful that at some point that uh, on the Deadpool animated series that Donnie Gulver was or uh, Donald Gulver was uh, was planning on making uh, making ends up uh, coming to fruition somehow because that the test footage the collaboration released, of my dreams. The <laughs> test footage that they released for that was so cool. Oh, Chef Kiss, yes, like. It looks so seamless. The humor was there. Donald Glover. Then the, the humor was literally the same humor from the Deadpool movie, but it put into a new situation since they didn't, hadn't gotten a voice actor yet. So, but it, it worked so well. And I think that was like, oh, oh go ahead, like trivia, John. I was, I was, I was gonna say, Donald Glover, but with Kevin Smith at his side. Oh man! The, uh, now Kevin Smith actually was uh, was. It sadly is not uh, doesn't seem to be happening now. But Kevin Smith was actually going to be working on a uh, an animated series for Marvel. It was going to be a Howard the Duck series on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sadly, it didn't Such a bummer. Up, Such yeah, a bummer. And, and come to fruition. Uh, and um, the only two uh, series from the uh, the sets of, sh- of animated shows that they were planning on making on Hulu that actually came to fruition was the Modoc uh, series and the Hitmonkey series. They were both really on, good, apparently. They were actually planning on having uh, having. If I remember right, uh, I originally they were planning on having Modoc, uh, Hitmonkey, Howard the Duck, and then I think one other show. Uh oh, um, all be connected to each other, and they were going to lead to a uh, to a parody of the Defenders that would be called the Offenders. <laughs> There's, uh, I was that was yeah, that would have been great. Would have been awesome. <laughs> I would have loved to see something like that. Like damn, but sadly it all uh, but it all fell apart. Uh, art when Marvel Studios took over Marvel TV. The pains of the like for the best though, I think. I mean, Kevin Smith is talented, so I figure he'll get worse. Like Donald I'm kind Glover, of hoping that Kevin Smith. I know he said he doesn't uh, uh, that he doesn't want to have to deal with the uh, deal with the backlash that uh, will come from it uh, um, for it, since he knows that there there will definitely be backlash. Uh, Ash, but I can't. Uh, uh, I really want to uh, see him um, direct something for the MCU. And, and what I think would be best because it's uh, because it's, I think it'll be uh, a one it'll be uh, a the least amount of backlash coming towards him for it 
because because uh, people are focusing on backlash on the project even without him being there. And I think a Kevin Smith directed She-Hulk episode would be amazing. Mm. Actually, yes, because his sense of humor kind of fits perfectly with um, just She-Hulk sensibility. And you and since basically everything that he makes, he puts a uh, Jade Silent Bob in. It would be so funny to see their reaction to uh, meeting She-Hulk. Agreed. Agreed. Oh my god! Like he he can get really nerdy with it, and I would be oh, here. Yeah. Of it. Oh man. Like, Alternatively, he could do an Impossible Man series. Actually, yes. Uh-huh. Like, balls off the wall, just craziness with either Impossible Absolutely. Man or just being everyone's wacky sidekick and everyone's just getting tired of him. Uh, or so, Multiple Man. So, so, basically, what Kevin Smith said was after, uh, after people, uh, there was so much backlash towards him uh, and um, on making the Master of the Universe series on Netflix, uh, um, basically just because he, uh, as he gave, I think it was a female lead in it. Uh, eh, um, he said he doesn't want to do anything with uh, uh, uh doing with any actual directing with Marvel because he, uh, because he knows that the uh, the fans are even more rabid for Marvel than they are for uh, are for Masters of the Universe. Yeah, that's the crazy thing. Like they're passionate, but it's just like there's a limit because this is a man who's really loved. He's like one of us made it big, and it's just like damned if you do, damned oh, yeah. if you don't. Yeah, you can never satisfy everybody. So what I say to that is, fuck the haters. Oh yeah, yep. cosigned. That, and the reason why I say uh, uh, him doing sign for uh, for She-Hulk, both I think that his humor would work really well, but since She-Hulk already has those haters there, they're not going to be as focused on hating on him, uh, if it, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, it's already going to be like, dang, it's already got so, so how, how much worse can it get? Uh, so, <laughs> oh, they, they could double down. <laughs> Please do. 20% more twerking. <laughs> oh, man. So, what I, I really enjoyed in the, uh, um, at the end of this episode of the, uh, uh, the thing and having to bait Hulk because Hulk wants to fight him and not the bad guys, actually. I thought that was a great way to end the episode. And you I'm, talked uh, about and, Hulk's mama. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man and, uh, and they, at the very end he's like we're gonna settle this one day uh, a an arm wrestling match <laughs> oh my god and that's yeah. the stuff I love like it's just classic Mark. Mm-hmm. they may start off with fights but it's just like we're not friends but we're not enemies either just yeah. mm-hmm. and, uh, and also particularly this is I I didn't catch actually until my second viewing of it this week, uh, Ake, but um at the very end, uh, and, um he chases after uh, after Johnny and he says thing smash. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> oh man, you oh what? I, um, I was gonna say go ahead, like, 
the the amount of times Johnny was just flexing to like Bruce Banner, and you can see he really did not give a single shit. He was mm-hmm. like, "It's okay, we fought Doctor Doom." Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. I early on in the episode, I really wanted when uh, when um a thing said uh, uh mentioned like uh, I stop talking or I'll throw you. I really wanted him to throw uh, oh Johnny at the Hulk. That would have been hilarious. That would have been amazing. <laughs> like John just screaming and just remembers that last night. Wait, I can fly. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So good. Um I, I want to compliment Sue's ingenuity for being able to take the Hulk down with the force field. Oh yeah, definitely. That's why I always say Thing may be the strongest member, but Sue is the most powerful. Oh yeah. For sure. For sure. And if Hulk was really pissed off, Thing would be a pile of bricks. <laughs> Just like pebbles. Pebbles oh, is yeah. best. Yeah. He would, he, there's no way Thing would even hold a candle to Hulk. Sorry. Uh, there's also another moment that, that they burst out laughing. It was the, uh, it was, um, the people who live under uh, under the Fantastic Four uh, are just like, <laughs> uh, they live upstairs, damn it. <laughs> Like you can see, she was like, building is apparently an apartment building. <laughs> like that, that was so good. Like oh, it's the one thing superhero in your own base, but superhero in an apartment, I, I couldn't. Like, you know, without things like that, I I feel like it's kind of easy to forget that the Baxter Building is actually an apartment complex. It's not it. It's not just the Fantastic Four's headquarters. Which is wild. Yeah. It's just like, again, the world outside your window. Like, you literally having superheroes, large, larger than life adventures living upstairs. Oh, yeah. Probably all types of crazy shenanigans. It's like, yo, this is messing with my rent. You need to stop right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my security deposit. No. <laughs> this is the fourth time Scrolls just I'm... fucked up my whole house, and I'm tired of this shit. I really want to uh, there to be at some point. Uh, Marvel to make us make a TV series that is like set in the MCU, but it's from the uh, from a normal person's perspective, and it's just a comedy about how them just getting pissed off all the time because there's uh, there's always giant superhero battles happening right outside their window. That would be so fun. Kind of like powerless DC did it. Yeah, kind of like powerless, uh, but like with an actually a good sized budget. That's kind of why yeah. I like Spider-Man Homecoming because it was just, yeah. sometimes it was too much, but other times it's just like, oh, so this is what it was like for a regular person living in the Marvel Universe. Oh, yeah. I like, I kind of feel like, to me, uh, any Spider-Man Homecoming kind of feels, uh, I feels, um, it, though it's obviously a lot better writing, but to me, the tone of it kind of feels like you'd, uh, like, um, a more mature version uh, version of something uh, of something you might find on on Disney Channel, and it and it's mm-hmm. and I kind of love that about it because it, it that makes it really feel accurate to a, a, a teens. Yeah, like, yeah. And I think more so than any other uh, or Spider Man film. Definitely has that relatability to it for a teenager. Mm-hmm. 
I think that's why um, Spider-Man Homecoming and the first Amazing Spider-Man was, were some of my favorite films. Because it feels like it actually... It didn't say he was just a high schooler. It felt like he was actually a high schooler. Just oh, yeah. All that probably... Like, he gets detention. He gets in trouble. Science field trips. He has a crush on a girl. Homecoming kind of goes to shit. Like, even though you try to do everything right, yeah. your dad's... Like, your girlfriend's dad's kind of just... Not a maniacal supervillain, but just, like, there's reasons you got to be nervous about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Trying to think, what else, what else do we really want to talk about uh, about this episode? Um, So much. I yeah. have so much I want to actually talk about. Well, uh, oh, is there anything? Uh, oh, what do you want to bring up, uh, up so we can talk about? Oh, the Bruce Banner origin. Just kind of that contrast. Cause you, we all know Hulk's origin, right? Like Gamma, like mm-hmm. Rick Jones is in trouble, like playing around, evil Russian bad guy. Is that Gamma Bomb? The classic tropes. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting how it was kind of a short spiel. Like, oh, it was a 2005 Hulk. I mean, Fantastic Four origin. Reed Richards want to find a cure to all like humanity problems with cosmic rays. I want to do the same thing, but with gamma rays, and it just turns love two seconds and it kind of gets emblematic of just how everyone like not only the 70s kind of tv show the ultimate 2008 was just like we can't really do the cold war type of origin but i kind of want to hear your thoughts about just that like how do you modernize a hulk's origin but keeping the key points and just the different ways different writers have done it I don't know. It's it is kind of hard uh, hard to do, but like I do really uh, I I know it would be hard to actually get uh, because of that uh, that Cold War aspect. I I do really want to see some uh, something have that actual legit full on the comic uh, like origin for the Hulk being done in live action. I think it would be so cool to see that done. Uh, and maybe you can uh, maybe it could be like an Elseworlds film that's uh, uh, um, that actually is set during the uh, the Cold War and just like make it be a completely just live action perfect one to one adaptation of the first uh, first few issues of the Incredible Hulk. I think that would make uh, that would be so fun to see. Like I was thinking of um. I'm actually searching this up, but to get the writer's name right, but um, the Mythos comics, um, by Paulo Rivera, and I'm trying to remember because I will feel tremendously bad since this one. Paul Jenkins, Paul Jenkins, and Paulo Rivera, how they mix movie and comics to modernize the origin, and I think that's a perfect like comic to be adapted. Just Bruce Banner, like just the art style, the storytelling. If you ever, I want to see a modernized version of the Gamma Bond incident. That's the route I would go with. Okay, nice. No, one thing that I I always uh, think back on when I think about uh, the first few issues of the Incredible Hulk comics, I always find hilarious uh, how ridiculous it was. That the uh, the army um tried to make uh, a fake Hulk uh, ox to throw at Hulk. 
do you, do you, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I know that. Exactly. I know exactly what you mean. Like, it's just like, yeah, that, that'll work. <laughs> oh, man. Like, were, were they, if I, were, I don't, were they just fake hawks or were they uh, a hawk shaped missiles or something? I'm pretty sure they were just fake robotic hawks. Like, uh, like, I don't even think they actually ended up using them in the comic. They just said that they were making them. Like, the 60s was just a weird time. Like, first yeah. it was the Hulk and Gargoyle, then the Toman, then Amortis, then the Circus of Evil. Then it was just, like, robotic Hulk. It was just, like, you could tell Stanley was just, like, anything goes. <laughs> yeah. Which I kind of love that. Because, like, to me, uh, I think, uh, to me, comics, they are uh, they are ridiculous and they should be ridiculous. They should be allowed to be as ridiculous as they want, and they uh, and um I uh, and I want to see some of that that uh, ridiculousness uh be like really translated into uh oh um live action uh, action, which is it seems has trouble uh, uh uh it seems a lot of of comic book films have trouble trying to translate that ridiculousness because sadly a lot of people in the audience today complain when there's ridiculousness being put in there the, uh, yeah like definitely agree. you're fine <laughs> you're, you're fine like i think that's what really because marvel like everyone always talks about the whole realistic and oh should superhero movies be grounded but I think ultimately it's a balance. Like w- the reason people love comics because you can see anything and everything happening in there. Oh yeah. You can see like grounded people having real world problems. Like if a girl likes them, problems at work. But then it's, it's like pushed up to a hundred. Like you have problems at work. Let's say you know a giant hundred foot monster is coming from underground, destroying like time. Like you're like three. Or like an alien, like an alien naked silver guy flying on a surfboard telling it's the end of the world. And you're just like, damn, my daughter's birthday is the next, it's like in four hours. Yeah. And like, I want to see stuff like, uh, like, um, I, uh, on my Patreon uh, on, um, last month, I, uh, I did a, uh, I had, uh, I read, uh, read out a Christmas themed Hulk issue where Hulk fought. But uh, the rhino in a uh, who's in a uh, a freaking Santa suit. Uh, I want to see stuff like that be able to be brought into live action. It would be so crazy for something like that to happen. I think it would be so fun. Oh, yeah. Like just little stuff like that goes a long way. Like the um, what else? Oh, um, Hulk in Las Vegas. Like. Just some good old fashioned Joe Fix action. Oh, they, I think we can uh, we can possibly actually start getting more stuff like that now that Marvel is uh, is starting to do these um special presentation things uh, uh things with both Werewolf by Night and the Guardians Holiday Special. Uh, uh, so I think we can possibly get more things like that. Uh, I, I get to see more of that ridiculous side and uh, I 
because like these things uh, these specials don't necessarily actually have to connect to anything bigger oh yeah i agree and i think i think it would be good to see a multiversal storytelling mm-hmm. exactly like the universe should be diverse and just you can see anything and everything like it's not just restricted to one type of storytelling or one type of just style Mm-hmm. And also, like with uh, also, if we get uh, we really get some more like multiversal storytelling, we can uh, like actually get like uh, like Marvel can just give a film to a director uh, or and just be like go as crazy as you want, do whatever you want with this, and we're gonna put it out and it'll be uh, and you'll get something wacky and you'll get something very unique out of it. I think that's uh, that. Marvel definitely should do that. I agree. I mean that that Werewolf by Night special was fantastic. Oh yeah, phenomenal. Uh, and I I would love to see a Michael Giacchino get to direct some more stuff. For sure. I kind of feel like the only way that he will is through those special presentations, because uh, as I don't think they will ever allow him to direct a full feature length film. Because they uh, because they want him to be the uh, be the guy who does all the music for these things, and if he's working on a feature length film, he's not gonna have time to do the music for every film. The cost of doing that. See, I, I disagree, but only because they just had Taika Waititi. <laughs> <laughs> like he already showed. I'm kind of like, well, it's like, damn. Like this is the best one of the best like um musical guys in the industry, like hands down. But at the same time, seeing his directorial side, it's just like he's a triple threat by himself. So I would yeah. love to see him just really work yeah. out and do a lot more. Mm-hmm. Or maybe just have while he's doing the, the directing, have Ludwig come in and do his audio, his sound stuff. That'll be Oscar winner right there. Guaranteed. Uh, it would, it would be so cool for the uh, to at some point actually be a Marvel film that wins uh, and best picture at the Oscars. I think yeah, uh, Black Panther's a contender this year. I think they they were a contender for the first film, uh, um, which yes, uh, uh, um, and I mean I love the I love Wakanda Forever, but I I think the first one is better. So Me if too. the first one couldn't win, I don't think the second one would be able to. Yeah. yeah. What superhero film do you think would be like the best picture? Like just hands down, unquestionable. It's either it's either got to be Endgame or Dark Knight. I would actually say probably uh, Infinity War would be a more likely one than uh, than Endgame uh, to get a, a best picture it, because it's less uh, less I would say less fan service. Uh, it's a more very much about a little bit more slower paced in storytelling, trying to make it epic feeling. I suppose. Like I love both films, uh, um, so don't get me wrong. And I and I actually rather uh, rather Endgame. Aim I uh, I Endgame is uh, is um probably with them in, in my top five uh, Marvel films. Uh, um, and Infinity War is probably just behind it, but uh, I think. Infinity War feels more like 
what the Oscars wants from a film. Yeah, that could be fair. And it has a really hell of a, a hell of a solid score. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like overall, I think a lot of people always gravitate. To, even though I agree, I personally think I prefer Endgame to Infinity War. But I think Infinity War has a lot more things that a lot of people just kind of gravitate towards, especially during the time. Like, it was, like, the hyped up, everyone excited to see what happens, that Russo Brothers taking over. Mm-hmm. Just, like, it was one of the top films, like, especially for doing something that was unprecedented at the time. Yeah, and, and like, particularly with the unprecedented at the time, it was like, this is a, uh, this is a superhero film where the villain won. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I don't think anybody saw that coming. I mean, uh, it, it happened in the comic, but uh, but I feel like most people didn't think it, there was any chance they would have the balls to do it in the movie. Yeah. None. Much less than five years, I guess. Yep. And the fact that they let you sit with that, like, damn, they actually lost. Like, everyone's kind of going... One thing uh, I was uh, that I find hilarious to remember back on is like 2018 is the first time on film that we've seen uh, a Spider-Man die, and they showed us Spider-Man dying twice in the same year. Year as he both dies in Infinity War, and there's a Spider-Man that dies in in Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Which I find that hilarious. How the first year that we ever that that side like that's ever happened. That happened multiple times. I didn't even think about it like that. Damn, that's actually a crazy trivia point. Oh, oh man, Spider-Man, we love killing him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, they just have so many. <laughs> What's one or two Spider-Man going through the ringer? A piece of sand in a vast universe. You know, Paul. Speaking of it, to the Spider Verse. Uh, so across the Spider Verse's trailer, uh, uh, it showed a lot of a lot of different Spider Man, uh, and I'm wondering though uh, whether or not the uh, all of the uh, the Spider Man that we saw in the first film will actually come back. Like uh, I, I know that Jake Johnson's one will come back, and uh, and Gwen will come back. Uh, act, but will uh, but I'm wondering if Spider Pig, uh, a Spider Man Noir, and the anime girl spider-man uh, and will come back i'm oh, just gonna say this now i will fucking riot if i don't get spider-man noir back i yeah i love nicholas cage being spider-man noir so much oh my god he was like one of my favorites and spider pig too what oh man yeah that's spider ham thank you oh imagine imagine fire if- ham. i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> Uh, this ain't the Simpsons movie, damn it. <laughs> I was so excited. I just like really got my words jumbled up. Oh, this would be something <laughs> really interesting to see. Like, can you imagine if in Avengers Secret Wars we got to see Nicolas Cage as both Spider Man Noir and I would the Ghost Rider? Theaters. Uh, I would uh, Ghost the Rider and them the interacting? That would be really interesting. <laughs> I would see the movie a hundred times in theaters. I, I would see it a hundred times in theaters, without a doubt. Nicolas Cage is fantastic. I don't care what anyone's got to say. Oh, yeah. 
I loved him in the sequel to Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. He said a line that to this day I still have resonating in my head. If you don't tell me what I want to know, I will eat your stinking soul. And I love that so much. <laughs> so much. Oh, man. I think I always loved and always went bad towards the first Ghost Rider transformation because it was a mixture of like just freaking out, laughing, and just acting manic that only like Nicolas Cage could handle. No one else could do it like him. 100%. Oh, man. On the topic of Across the Spider-Verse, did you notice that the bombastic Bagman is in that movie? I saw that. uh, Sadly, they couldn't get uh, get him to uh, have a Fantastic Four suit, though. Yeah, which makes no sense because it's the only time Bagman ever shows up is as a member of the Fantastic Four. uh, I'm guessing it's that they didn't want to have to... uh, Work with Marvel on the film. <laughs> so, honestly, <laughs> like, I hope oh, they do that. Do though. Uh, um, like I kind of, I, I'm kind of thinking is like they don't. Uh, they, they probably realize that if they uh, if they go to Marvel for that, they actually they actually have to start working on the next deal with Marvel, which it seems that. Sony does not want them on to do that, even though it would be smart, obviously, for them to do it. But that, uh, but they're probably like, this is a really small thing, so we're going to not do that, so that we can push it off even longer before we create the next deal with them. Can I just point out that Sony, if you're listening, you cast Bad Baby as an obscure Spider-Man villain and are making a movie about this. Sell the fucking rights. Wait, wait. Oh, oh. That's still oh. happening. Yeah. Oh god. Oh, That's no. still happening. I mean, uh, for, okay. For some reason, when you said "bad baby," what popped up in my ma- uh, mind was "boss baby." I was like, I don't. <laughs> Such a great movie. I, it's a great. I, that's a great DreamWorks movie. I don't think that. I uh, think that they cast uh, asked um Alec Baldwin. Uh, Alec Baldwin and as a, a super Spider-Man villain. <laughs> no, they cast Bad Bunny. And don't get me wrong, I think he's a good actor. He's he's he was in Bullet Train, but as an obscure Spider-Man villain who no one really knows, well, it, I'm pretty Craven, sure the, uh, or the that Spider-Man villain like literally only appeared in like two issues of comics. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's like. The most obscure, redundant character. We're gonna put out Madam Web and Craven, and I don't know his and name, but let's cast Bad Bunny. They also announced, announced, uh, and this actually like it's kind of annoying. Uh, like they announced that uh, said Donald Glover is going to be a, a, a um doing a, a, a Spider Man a, a Spider Verse uh, uh, sort of film, and it's uh, and. And, and he's not it's playing not Prowler. gonna be Prowler. That's yeah, what annoys no me. Uh, yeah, that like me off guard. Like, why? Just I, I, well, I mean, Tom Glover. I know he's gonna be brilliant, but it's just like, dang. I mean, they're using Aaron Taylor Johnson as Craven. Yeah. He's already been Quicksilver. Why? Like, eh, like that one's fine. That one's fine because Quicksilver's dead, and uh, Ed, and also because it's Sony and not Marvel. But the fact, but because Prowler is also Sony, I feel like it kind of makes it so it's less likely that he'll ever appear as Prowler. Yeah. Which is a bummer. It's kind of like a big 
So but. he's uh, so Donald Glover is going to be playing the character Hypno Hustler. Yep. I have no idea yeah. who that is. He was a character from the, like the seventies, like with Rocket Racer, um, Big Top or Big Will, and just that whole era. Like if you see him, you can see he's a seventy, like he's seventies from the Afro to like the whole style. Okay, this is one topic in a modern film, then. Yeah, Dad Bunny Marvel. will be playing super powered Marvel wrestler El Muerto. Uh, I kind of wonder what the, uh, I kind of wonder if they're actually planning on setting anything up with this because I don't think they're going to actually follow through with their, uh, their ideas of uh, as of oh, we're going to have them face Spider Man. Even though none of them know who Spider-Man is. Yeah, like, that's not... They really want a Sinister Six movie, but unless it's kind of like the No Way Home or like Into the Spider-Verse message, it's not going to... They ruined that already. Who wants a a Sinister Six film where the characters are Hypno Hustler, El Morto, Morbius... uh, Craven the Hunter. (laughs) I don't like Craven the Hunter and uh, and Venom. Like I, I can understand that because they're popular characters. No, but the Why three of those, those with the guys? other three don't yeah. make sense. It's yeah. just so weird. Not a good combination at all. It would just be it, it's foolish not to go Vulture, Electro, mm-hmm. um, King, either Kingpin or Venom, Rhino, Scorpion. Like the standard yeah. six. And, you need the standard six. And then there's there's also how they are they freaking dumbasses. It's on. Oh, and we're like, oh, we're going to oh, say that that Doctor Strange's spell brought him a lot vulture to this other universe without Bullshit. without even asking Marvel if that makes sense. <laughs> money, anything for a little bit of money. Oh my god. And the fact that he was in the promotional material made even less fucking sense. No, literally none of the scenes from from the promotional material actually appear in the film. It's it's so stupid. Oh, but you know, we went off on a tangent here. Yeah. Oh, a hard tangent. Like, dang, I was just like, yo, I have really been just trying to avoid all Sony news because every time, unless it's into his Spider-Verse or the Spider-Man movies, so oh, hard knocks. Hard, hard knocks. I just lost you guys. Oh. oh, I didn't hear anything after whatever I said. Oh, I said hard knocks. Um, going <laughs> back to subject. Um, what other things happen? So it's kind of a like straightforward story. Just Bruce Banner trying to find a cure, going to read Richards, um, getting chased by secret Black Osman. Um, I think overall, if I ever look at a basis for a good story. I think the that Fantastic Four Hulk dynamic is always just because it kind of just showed both sides, like showing things like it, the grass is always greener on the other side. Pun slightly intended. Yeah, I've never actually read it, so I don't know if it's actually the same story. But uh, uh, there actually is in Marvel Comics a uh, um a Fantastic Four comic where Hulk appears that is called Hard Knocks. So I'm wondering if uh, I, I'm 
wondering if that is actually the same story and if it's uh, and if it is like maybe like an, exp- an expanded version of what we saw in this so uh, uh is if so i kind of want to read that uh, and because uh, I, I think that'll be a fun could be a good read for sure no pun intended <laughs> I've never read Hard Knocks either. Surprising of. And also, also another thing was this episode. I really enjoyed how uh, how the one character that did not get caught was uh, was Invisible Woman, and then they showed her rescuing all the rest of the Fantastic Four, bef- uh, uh, or before the the um, Black Ops people uh, uh, took Hawk. Uh, I thought that was really fun. I I did find it weird how she didn't try to get Hulk uh, uh, or get Bruce out uh, out of the cage like she did with the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, I had a feeling like they uh, and like that was just like uh, I they had her not do it just so the rest of the story could happen. Yeah. Like that might have been uh, just like okay, we had to like. Keep the like um suspense and just the action going. So instead of having EV, okay, she just kept freezing and turns over the Hulk or turns invisible. Just okay, we gotta see some Hulk action. Like we built up to this whole te- big team of moments with the Hulk and like this thing. Let's just pay it off, and I think the payoff was well done. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. I love how uh, how as the thing is walking the uh, walking Bruce to uh, to a safe area, he's just trying to say how uh, uh, all these ways he thinks he would be uh, would have been able to beat Hulk. Uh, Hulk that was, <laughs> and then particularly how he's like, uh, just no Hulk uh, hawking out in my my vehicle. Wait, better idea. Let's put you and Johnny Johnny's here. vehicle. <laughs> Do all the hawking out you want. <laughs> Perfect. I love that. Yeah, that was fantastic. And then, uh, and, <laughs> no pun intended. And then, uh, and um, read a uh, telling the uh, uh, the people as they come in. I'm fine with guests, but uh, I have a problem with you walking all over my me. Face. <laughs> yeah, it's something about my face. <laughs> great. Who says Reed doesn't have a sense of humor? Wait. He does. It's just as dry as the Sahara. I kind of like. like I I don't think we uh, in, in any uh, any of the previous Fantastic Four films we got any humor that was uh, that was quite like that, and I really hope we get things like that uh, when the, uh, they come to the MCU. I love I would love to see like, a flattened version of Reed in the MCU who uh, just be, uh, make a joke like that as someone walks over him. Oh, I don't know, uh, Smashy John. There, I think in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, Reed got a pop. <laughs> yeah, like I think it's it's messed up having a character only for five minutes. Like, especially mm-hmm. a character that everyone was asking, "Okay, we need him as Reed Richards," and we didn't even get him. I mean, it's Doctor Strange, so of course mm-hmm. the movie's going to be about Doctor Strange. It's probably wish, but like, I wish we could have seen a little more versatility. To be the whole read is born yeah. like kind of allegations. Oh yeah, and I, 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 I've, I know some people weren't a fan of I uh, have John Krasinski's performance in that, but I actually really liked it. I thought he did a great job uh, uh, as Reed in that, uh, and 
I don't think they're going to bring him back for the main MCU, but I, uh, I, but I definitely wouldn't mind if they did. I'm just going to say everyone's entitled to their wrong opinion. Damn. He, he just going out the gate, just try. Oh, my God. I liked, I liked him as Reed. I'm saying those people are wrong. Oh, oh, I, was, I started talking about um, Smash. I was just like, wow. No, 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 no. I enjoyed Krasinski. I think that the people who didn't like him were wrong. And that entire Illuminati cast was great. Oh, oh yeah. Dude. I like I was I was honestly so surprised that they actually brought back Edson Mount as uh, as Black Bolt. Yeah. Same. That was actually oh, like great surprise. It's like a brother you will always talk shit about, but when you see him just like I missed you, man. Yeah, um, and in the outfit, the outfit was killer. Yeah, oh yeah. And apparently, if, if I remember right, I heard that it was actually completely CGI, CGI? for his uh, for Black Bolt's outfit, which is kind of crazy to me. They yeah. looked that good, and it was CGI. Well, I mean, they, that's one of the reasons I'm sure they that that Doctor Strange got nominated for visual effects this year because they did a really good job with that stuff. Oh yeah, it, it, it's. What's really interesting about it to me is like Sam Raimi being the director of that, he's not known for CGI stuff. Uh, and he did a pretty good job, I would say, with using CGI. Oh, I agree. definitely see like he really was going all out because it felt like just everything he learned from what Evil Dead, the Spider Man movies, just all of his tricks going into this movie. Yeah. So it, it definitely deserve a visual effects like domination. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, I I um I now kind of uh, I would be interested in seeing uh, um what he would do if he was uh, if um they brought him on to uh, on to help with one of the uh, the animated episodes of Marvel Zombies. Let's see what uh, let's see because I don't know if I, if he's ever done anything with animation before. But uh, but I think it would be interesting to see uh, a another facet of what he can do. I can I confirm Marvel... that he did at least five seconds of animation in Doctor Strange. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, uh, uh, and I think Marvel Zombies is kind of the perfect animation for him to do. For sure, I agree. Definitely. The thing is, I'm not a big Marvel Zombies fan, but if you put Sam Raimi's name behind it, I'll be definitely. Oh yeah. The like button, everything. Yeah, Nino Bruce Campbell will be in there fighting him. Yeah, and you could, and because it's in another universe, as uh, you could actually uh, make him be uh, a Ash, uh, Ash fighting yeah. in there, since, uh, and that is something that did happen in Marvel in the comics. comics. I was gonna say Marvel Zombies and like the Army of the Undead. Yes. Yeah, I, it would be that would be great. Uh, I. And also, just to see uh, a um, Ash Williams in animation would be really cool. That would be- All we need is a fleeting, this is my boomstick. <laughs> that would oh, just take man. all of my money. Like, I would be broke for Christmas again. <laughs> you know, I, that, uh, that Marvel Zombies animation show, I really hope that they start that off with continuing it directly where uh, where what if left off and like actually give us the full battle between hulk and zombie scarlet witch that would be so fun way uh, of a way for them to start out that series 
I will not be satisfied by that show unless Deadpool comes and gets consumed by a bunch of zombies. Oh my god. And now it makes me wonder <laughs> I how... I'd be surprised if that happens. Yeah, because it's interesting how to see you do it, because the comics, those characters were largely unsympathetic. Like, it was hard to root for. And I love Robert Kirkman. Don't get me wrong. This is not a shit like session on him. It's just that mm-hmm. like, it was just like, damn. For a 13-year-old guy, like, with largely good, edgy, just largely hard, edgy humor, that's all right. But just looking back, I, I couldn't. Not because of the gore, just because it's just like, you're trying too hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can yeah. understand that. So it's definitely interesting how they're going to do it. Are they going with the, like, following the what-if route? Are they going to just try to adapt the comics? So I'm, I imagine it's going to follow how I would felt in what if but it's going to be a bit more mature uh, or we're going to get to see more blood in it um as it actually is uh, that is going to be the first thing that marvel studios uh not uh not marvel tv but actually marvel studios puts out that is uh that is tvma uh, as, uh, as they announced at comic-con that that's going to be tvma um, Excellent. Which kind of surprises me though uh, that they're uh, that they would announce sign an uh, animation to be TVMA before they announced anything being TVMA in live action. Be- the reason I say that is because um animation is uh, is more uh, uh, you you get there's a lot more I would say uh, a of this idea that animation is for kids, even though it's not just for kids, but there, uh, but I feel like Disney would be, uh, I would think Disney would be more likely to be like, Oh, well that's time it's live action be R rated, but, uh, but sign this animation because it's, uh, because there is the connotation of that being for kids uh, is they would be less than, uh, likely to do that for, uh, for animation. The fact that they uh, that they said uh, at first the uh, first having an animation thing uh, being TVMA makes me have no doubt that the uh, that things like Deadpool three, the Daredevil uh, Disney Plus series, I think it's all going to be TVMA or R rated. Well, they've already announced that Deadpool will be R rated. That was announced like oh yeah. At the merger, yeah, they, no uh, they literally uh, Bob Iger literally said immediately. Deadpool is gonna be uh, AR rated. I yeah. don't know why it took uh, why so many people were, were like, "Oh, there's uh, there's there's no chance they make it R rated." Even after the CEO of Disney literally said, "We're making it R rated." One hundred percent. And then they're bringing they're bringing Hugh Jackman too. No way is it gonna be anything less than R rated. Oh yes, you're gonna see blood, guts, just all types of. Severed Bob heads, you know. humor, yes. So there's no way it could have been a PG-13 like that. No, not a chance. Not a chance. Not with those two together. No way. I'm I'm really hoping that that film is gonna be uh, a a road trip style film, but it's of them going through the multiverse, and then and by the end of the film, they end up in the MCU. Yeah, Deadpool kills the Fox universe would be great. Yeah, I. And like and funny, yeah. just like really go uh, oh, wacky with it, like like make them literally be in a van 
and have the band, uh, the van going across the universes. Be the van would have to be Scott Lang's van. Yeah. Like, dang, you bring all these characters by Jessica Alba, Chris Evans was Human Torch. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my god. There was uh, so, um, leakers were saying that there's uh, that they are expecting the Fantastic Four from the 2005 to come back in it uh, and of Jessica Alba, of uh, um, I can't remember the name of the actor who plays Reed, uh, eight and annoyingly, though, uh, uh, though. None of the leakers have said anything about Michael Chiklis coming back as the thing. I really hope that he does because it would be weird if we have just the Fantastic Three and not the not all four of them. I was going to say their dynamic in Grufford. My, I, I apologize, but yeah, their dynamic was perfect. Like if you're going to bring back the Fantastic Four, you gotta bring back the Fantastic Four. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, and I. I feel like Michael Chiklis would be willing to come back since looking at his IMDb, he's not really in uh, in many big budget things now. So he probably would love that paycheck. But he's also about to be 60 years old. So yeah, but most uh, of fun uh, fact, he's from right up the street from me. I would say uh, uh, for him, you can uh, uh, like what they can do is make it be that he's never uh like we never uh well that he's never actually the person in the suit uh suit so he can just do uh, uh do some voiceover work for it i could see that yeah i mean cgi could do a lot as we were just talking about cgi could go a lot of like different routes so it's oh, going to yeah. be interesting to see how that goes yeah and um which i'm i'm actually not surprised that uh, that Ryan Reynolds is trying to bring the uh, a Fantastic Four uh, or possibly into uh, Deadpool three if the if the leakers are correct in the uh, in what they're saying. Uh, uh, say the reason I'm not surprised is because uh, as um Ryan Reynolds had actually tried to get uh, uh get a Fantastic Four team in Deadpool two uh and there's oh. actual concept art online for uh I from uh, from that of those uh, that team, which was going to be played by the same people from Fan Four Stick, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, it actually looked uh, the the team in that looked actually looked pretty freaking epic. Uh, Ick, in that concept art, uh, I, they did the thing perfectly for that concept art. It was no, I definitely agree because I remember seeing it just automatically. They were like, "Where was this energy?" during that whole because don't get me wrong i like the concept behind it this whole like um just horror movie style epic like science fiction to the walls but the execution was lacking but i feel like ryan reynolds is the person you can tell he really cares about the comics like just juggernaut alone definitely and i love how i love how uh, how ryan reynolds voiced juggernaut himself yes yes and like, like most people, if they didn't, uh, if you didn't know that, you won't be able to tell because it doesn't sound anything like Ryan Reynolds. Sounds so natural. Like, dang, you just feel like rough, just oh, yeah. strong, like, damn, I, New Jersey, New York type energy. Like, it doesn't sound like Canadian, just smart Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh. So, uh, 
Now, uh, I think going back to the Hard Knocks episode of uh, uh, Fantastic Four, um, one thing I particularly really liked was the uh, was the opening uh, sequence. Uh, and it's right past the uh, as the regular theme song for the TV show when they actually did the stylized stuff for the uh, for this particular episode. I love how it was uh, it was a hawk fist and a uh, and a thing fist hitting each other. Yes, that was so cool. It was such a that nice, very great. Like, oh, and that's the kind of thing that's just classic two thousand. And I just yeah. those, those like title cards that get you hyped for yeah, the episode. So I I I miss things having uh, having like really cool title cards and uh, arts and just be and uh, beginning sequences or theme songs. On uh, you don't get things like that much today. Like if you have a theme song today, it's barely ever going to have like actual lyrics even in it, which uh, I love when theme songs have lyrics that I can just like memorize in my head as uh, as I'm watching uh, watching my favorite show. Oh my god! And the thing is, the 2005 song didn't even have lyrics. It was just oh, straight ah yeah. uh, da da da. It was just like. It feels like a giant epic adventure, and you're joining the Fantastic Four mm-hmm. as they go on their next like wild thing. Yeah, yeah definitely had that early two thousands vibe. Yeah, it, the opening scene, uh, it, uh, being the thing trying to cook his and Petunia's uh, uh, his ribs. I love that. <laughs> and they got burnt. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> just and like then, oh, which. I don't know whether that was supposed to be that Johnny actually did that or if they just got burnt. The reason I say, uh, like, it, it would make sense uh, and for Johnny to want to do something like that, but since his back was uh, turned for uh, the whole time, I feel like they might have been that they actually just did get burnt. Oh, no, that was definitely Johnny because the eye was tricked. Yeah, like, his eyes kind of burned up, and then, it, like, things happened. I was just like... I think the eye trick was actually to set his hat on fire. Yeah, he did set his hat on fire at the very end of the scene. The only reason I said Johnny... That's what I think that was for. Well, that's fair. That's fair. Because I always say John, because they always had this whole, like, back and forth, Johnny playing practice on, like, saying. Mm -hmm. So I I don't expect anything. And besides, who wants... Well, Johnny, like... Only Johnny would be like, yo, I'm going to mess up perfectly good ribs just to, like, fuck with Ben. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he'd fuck with the ribs. I feel like absolutely hilarious how, the, uh, how Sue is just like, oh, we're going to snoop on them for only a second, though, because that'll, uh, because uh, uh, we, we got to um, respect their personal space. Do you think that snooping for even a second means you're respecting them? No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> That's not how it works, man. Sorry. Especially if it's your husband or boyfriend. Obviously, if Reed is uh, Reed did this without you guys knowing, there's probably a good reason. Because this is Reed you're talking about. I was about to say, like, this is a man who never... Like always tells you what he's doing. He may be absent minded, but everything he does. I think this is the most kind of nicest I've ever seen Rick Richards. Like oh, yeah. you have that like kind of 50 stereotypes. 
you know, women should be in the kitchen kind of jokes people make. But this is mm. just like the most open I've ever seen Reed, like Reed be. Uh, I I absolutely loved when Reed uh Reed um is trying to subdue Hulk uh Hulk and he uh, he apologizes to him for making him angry. That was just so wholesome. That's why I said <laughs> Oh, go ahead, trivia John. I was just laughing. Okay, because I was about to say that's why I think besides say Spider-Man and like a few other heroes, Fantastic Four Hulk interactions are always my favorite. Cause it's just like oh yeah. It's like he's part of the family. Like sometimes they have to think Hulk fights, but they really do have very much mutual respect for each other. And I think this episode really adapted that phenomenally well. Oh yeah. Agreed. Agreed. They do have a fantastic dynamic. <laughs> hey, you're good with the puns today. Like, I love that. But Now, uh, now, uh, trivia, John, uh, uh, what, uh, which should you, uh, which should you enjoy more or coming on for this or coming on to uh, watch the amazing bulk with me? We don't talk about that. <laughs> no, we actually, did that? Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> it was uh, it terrible. Was, it was the worst experience of my life. And I've actually <laughs> I've, I've got a going argument with a co-worker of mine. He says, the worst movie that he's ever seen is Unfriended. And I said, you haven't seen The Amazing Bulk. Oh, my uh, God. I goes, think this guy no did some it. <laughs> He, he tells me there's no way it could be worse, and I have to guarantee there's a hundred percent a guaranteed yep. way for it to be I, worse. I truly think the Amazing Bulk is definitely the worst film of all time. I was about to say, yes. like, I had this movie frat, like I was a part of, where we would just sit in front of the TV drunkenly watching movies, and even, we watched a lot of wild stuff, but we swore to ourselves never to watch Amazing Bulk. So, like, you're better people than I am. Oh, it was right. a hard hour and 20. It was a hard hour and yeah. 20. And I'm, we had to watch I'm glad ads. it was, uh, I'm glad it was only an hour and 20. Okay. Oh, well, it was longer it. because we had ads to watch too. Oh, at different no. times. Like, no, fuck that the shit. Gla- I... The ads were the most, most entertaining part of it. <laughs> no, I got ADHD. Yeah, that's, that's fucking fair. Yeah. That is 100% fair. Like, no, I got serious ADHD. I would have just zoned out at like 10 minutes. I'm just like, yeah, I can't do it. uh, So I... uh, Paolo, can you see us? Yeah, I can see you perfectly. Here you go. Enjoy. Oh, my God. Why would you do this to me? (laughs) Why? (laughs) I'm never coming back on this show again. Thank you. I'm out. Uh, Oh, man. Yeah, so uh, basically, we... uh, Basically... Um, I have a, I have on my Patreon uh, on a series where I react to films that are either B movies or they're just bad movies. Uh, and so, uh, I, so, um, I wanted to, uh, I wanted to, as a special thing in November, since it was my anniversary of when my podcast started, I decided to do, uh, I decided to do the amazing bulk to react to it and i i dreaded it throughout the month and finally i was like uh, i i have to get somebody to watch this with me to ease my pain as i watch it so i got uh, i got bad trivia john join me and it was still 
such a painful experience. So bad. It was so fucking bad. This this was what this is exactly what I wanted to do to John every t- <laughs> at every passing moment right here. Why? I hate you. I hate you. Is that the is that right off is that um gift from right after when she was sucking him off? I think so. Here you go, John. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> <laughs> so the very worst movie oh, i would rather watch fan four stick a thousand times than to yeah. see that movie yeah, ever that again. easily easy oh like, man i i'm i'm glad for your sake baller that you have not seen uh, in the amazing bulk you know how there's sometimes like email things like those like movies that have like the chains that kill people the amazing bulk is the chain by itself yes yeah, if you and, open it you will suffer brain damage and uh, and if you don't you might uh, uh, uh if you're not strong enough you might end up probably uh, probably afterwards yeah yeah it was it like, was tough I'm i had trouble sleeping that night yeah. oh my god like <laughs> you just brought like all the PTSD in my head right now. Like, thank you. Oh man, I'm sorry, man. You're, You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you for thank oh, you for joining. Yeah. <laughs> What's oh, a few traumatic with your friends? Like, oh man. Uh, well, uh, I think we well, we've talked most about uh, most of everything about this episode. Oh, is there anything else that you would like to talk about, Bob, before I end this off? Oh. I think if I had to rate it anything, it's definitely an 8 out of 10. Like, if you, like, the host, Joe, if you've never seen The Hulk before, which is kind of impossible, <laughs> like, this would yeah. definitely yeah. be a good introduction. I, you know, The Hulk, he doesn't, he has not had great time with the box office, the uh, box office, but I I genuinely do think he is, uh, is probably within the top 10 most popular Marvel characters. Oh, you would love the big threes. Like, I would, and, uh, and I think the thing is with a lot of the early 2000s Marvel films, even though they didn't do well at the box office, I would say they're just as well known as probably the MCU films are because they're, uh, because those were the films that, uh, um, that a lot of families played on repeat for their kids at uh kids at home mm-hmm. and so they got uh, uh so kids got uh, uh into those a lot uh those a lot and that uh, and like uh, i i would say the uh, i would say dr doom because of the fantastic four films i would say he's probably just as popular of a character as thanos oh even though he's even though those films Obviously, did not make nearly as much of the box office as the uh, as Avengers Infinity War or Endgame. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. Like, if anything, Fan Forstick ruined his reputation. <laughs> yeah. And I think, oh. uh, I think if Marvel actually today made a Hulk film, they would easily be able to get a billion dollars off of a Hulk film today. 
I mean, because now that we actually are are in a time when a lot of people go see the films in theaters. Yeah, agreed. It'd have to have a good premise, though. Oh yeah. And you really have to have the right director, like someone who can actually balance the whole drama as well as like the action scenes. James Wan. That's actually inspiring. I don't. Uh, uh, it definitely cannot feel like the Aquaman movie did, though. Oh yeah, no, it doesn't the, have to. Uh, but it can the, be the balance. Yeah, uh, like I know a lot of people like the Aquaman movie, but I I think it's actually uh, a one of the more boring DC films. It, it has some of the kind of tropes I hate about some DC films, like the long narration, just like. Okay, so I'm going to do a shameless plug. Aquaman Andromeda. Like, it's a horror book with Aquaman as a main character. Kind Interesting. Of, yeah, I recommend it for a lot of people. If I read a lot of comics, as you, as we all do, but I love Aquaman books. Aquaman Andromeda came out this year. One of my top three okay. favorite Aquaman books. Interesting. All right, thank you uh, uh, for that recommendation. If I ever start reading comics, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, everyone has a first, so it's kind of like, um, <laughs> what's his name? The dude, the um, Cthulhu missiles guy, um, Lovecraft. It's very Lovecraftian with Aquaman at the center of it. Interesting, that's interesting. I would not have thought of uh, Aquaman ever being a character to put, uh, in horror, but uh, but that is definitely they would probably make for an interesting story. Oh, yes, must read, like, must read. Uh well uh well um before I end this off uh, off I do want to tell uh say um you guys did get it correct the answer to the trivia question was mole man uh and virtual um, high five you know uh, uh mole man uh, and he is a massive character within the uh in the Fantastic Four comic who would you guys want to see play him in live action that's a good question. I remember, like, for the fan Fortasta, they said Tim Blake Nelson was supposed to play him. Interesting. Yeah. I would say someone who... I think since... uh, I think Mole Man is a character who probably within the movies is probably only going to ever have one appearance if he does have an appearance. So I wouldn't mind if they went for Danny DeVito as uh, Mole Man. (laughs) If it was going to be a, if it were a character that was going to have multiple appearances, uh, is I wouldn't choose him because of his age, but he's, uh, but because I feel like Mole Man is a character that probably would only appear once within the movies. Uh, is I, I would not mind uh, Iron Danny DeVito. I can top that, Wallace Shawn, and you're not going to know the name, so I'll give you an image, and you're going to be like, why didn't I think of that? Oh, oh, that's perfect. Yeah, I was gonna say Luis Guzman because he oh, got like range, and he's a good character actor. So I was just saying, I do like some Luis Guzman because I think with Mole Man, it's just someone who can capture like the threatening ruler of an entire yeah, I can world. See that too. That's fine. But also like the sympathetic elephant man kind of nature. Like this is a man who was changed by the whole world, and a brilliant scientist. Oh, kind of like a flip side of dr doom and reed richards like he's just as brilliant but he was never given a chance just because he didn't match societal view of like beauty yeah i I was about to say that i think uh, that 
Um, Louise Gu- uh, Guzman would be a good choice for if they were going to have it, uh, have the character appear multiple times. But I did not realize how old uh, old Louise Guzman is. He's 66. Yo. Spanish people age differently, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, when you got that, like, Hollywood magic, it goes a long way. Oh, yeah. But, uh, Luis Guzman, uh, and I think uh, Ank did a really great job playing uh, Ank Gomez Adams and uh, Adams in Wednesday. Oh, agreed. Like, I just I haven't watched it. Today. Oh, man. You, uh, are you a fan of, uh, of the Adams family? Of course, it's not that I, I haven't wanted to. I just yeah, haven't got. I definitely it yet. recommend it because it, it, it's such a fun series. Oh, very much so. Like, and that's the thing I don't like about sometimes. Like, fans are quick to shit on something before they even give it a chance. Like, they hate it until it's like vilified and then trusted. Yeah, yeah, I recognize that a lot. John, my son thinks you look like Mr. Beast. Just so you know. <laughs> okay. That's I mean, looking like a billionaire there is not sign that I'm against. <laughs> I say I, I wish I could be told the same thing. It would be something I would love to hear at least once in my life. No, yeah, you look like Elon Musk. <laughs> oh, Fuck. God. Yeah. Thank you. Now, yeah, seriously, I, I I might hate who the who the hell I am, but I look like a billionaire who owns a bunch of good stuff. Ah, <laughs> oh, there man. are worse things to be compared to. Seriously, like Bezos. <laughs> no Trump. Like we don't say those names around here. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> Uh, so, um, I have something I do on my podcast where I uh, ask, uh, where I offer them, I guess, can uh, ask, can give me a funny thing that they would like me to say, uh, a, in an announcer voice. So, do either of you have uh, have something you'd like me to say, uh, and you can write it in chat, uh, at so I can, uh, uh at, and then I will, I'll say it. I'm, I'm thinking because then, I wow, this is like such a big honor. <laughs> I'm just gonna have you do an unpaid promotion. Okay. Like now, I'm yeah, I'm about to put it in the chat because I'm just like, what's the purpose thing? <laughs> Thanks in advance, John. <laughs> All right. So, uh oh. First, uh, first we have from uh, Matt Trivia John. Uh, he wanted me to say, check out the Mad Trivia Podcast every Monday on ma- any major podcast platforms. And then, uh, and Ball wanted me to say. Remember, kids, uh, it's to always spray and neuter your pets. <laughs> he broke me. He fucking broke me. Oh, man. oh God. All right. He broke Thank me. you guys for that. Uh, at, all right. So is there any, uh, any final things either of you would like to say before I end off this episode? Man, it was a pleasure to be here. I am... Very happy. Thank you for the first time out. It was nice oh, yeah. language for like trivia and smashy John. So yeah, it was definitely fun to come coming back on. Uh, I'm so glad you didn't ask me to, to review some shit like the Amazing Bulk again, <laughs> um, because I probably would have declined. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, but hard no. Yeah, I would not be. Uh, I would not blame you for declining that. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Uh. Well, thank you both for uh, for coming on uh, on and again uh, and check out the uh, out the Mad Trivia podcast. Uh, as where they're on that podcast, they uh, ask um John over here will uh, it takes uh, takes one of someone's three favorite movies. Uh, A's and then uh, and ask some trivia about it and uh, and um recreates a scene from the film with Mad Libs. That's uh, it's it's such a fun time. Uh, I'm I was on there with him for his first episode. We were doing the Scooby Doo film from uh, um from um 2000 i believe it was or 2002 2002 yeah. and it oh was... the james guns ones yeah it yes was so fun uh uh-uh, doing that. um just just a, just a little a little switch on that i have actually upped it to five because three was really limiting oh, okay so i give people the choice of five of their favorite movies now that gives me a better chance to definitely not give them a better opportunity to know what they're picking okay all right. Well, uh, uh, um, yeah, definitely check that out. Uh, out. And uh, I, if you're uh, and if you enjoyed Oi Ball on here, check out uh, out his social media. Uh, uh, on uh, I think particularly Twitter uh, is main thing you're on. Uh, on um, so yeah, uh, uh, um, and uh, and yeah, uh, you guys uh, both definitely welcome to come on here again. Uh, and and also I'd love to love to at some point uh, come on again uh, and to your podcast uh, as John because I had a ton of fun when I came on there. Uh, all right, so uh, oh everyone, uh, uh, and thank you for listening. If you like this gamma analysis, please give a five star review on Apple Podcasts or a five star rating on Spotify. I'd love to hear your thoughts uh, on this Fantastic Four uh, or TV episode. Uh, oh, it's up. Please let me know. And if you'd like to listen to more from me, please subscribe. Many more gamma analysis from me coming, so keep on the lookout. This again is your host, Smash Trivia John, signing off. <laughs>